What up, though? It's your boy Q Lewis, the producer over at the eBlock Radio Podcast Network. And I'm here to let you know something. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast. And guess what? You don't have to have a minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So this is what you got to do. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Q Lewis holding it down live from the 48205, man. Welcome back to another episode of Pimping the Pros. This is uh, episode number six, uh, so we're moving right along here. Um, tonight we got a special guest, man. Uh, shout out to the beautiful Miss Kena Winters. All right, she's a spoken word artist and poet from uh, from Detroit who's uh, going to be featured tonight. Uh, tonight, her uh, the name of her poem is uh, Love and Hip Hop. All right, so we're going to feature her at the end of today's episode. Uh, first, I'm going to go ahead and give you a piece that uh, that I've written a couple of years ago and uh, get into that. I'm going to tell you the motivation behind that and also, uh, you know, point out a couple of bars that I like specifically. And we'll get into a little bit of a discussion there. Um, so you already know how this works. If you want to have your feature or I'm sorry, if you want to have your work featured on our podcast, make sure that you do send your audio file to pimpingthepros at gmail.com. That is P-I-M. P-I-N-T-H-E-P-R-O-S-E at gmail.com. That's pimpinthepros.com. Make sure that you do follow us on Instagram as well at pimpinthepros. All right, so uh, tonight's piece is uh, actually motivated by um, some research I had done a couple of years ago about the uh, the riots in Detroit. Uh, if you're from the Detroit area or if you've done any uh, historical research on kind of the race uh, riots back in uh, 67, then uh, this piece was motivated by that. I did a little research and I seen some of the uh, documentaries, looked at some of the, the old historical facts uh, about, you know, what happened that night that kind of spurred the uh, the riots back then. And uh, like my mom and my pops kind of, you know, they lived through that. So I had conversations with them and it just kind of spurred me to uh, to write this work about, uh, you know, the events that led up to the riots and kind of living through the riots. So that's where this piece comes from tonight. And it's, uh, it's entitled Devil's Night. All right. Hope you enjoy. Devil's Night. Bursting into celebrations of homecoming. Soldiers from a war not their own. Coming back home to the same disrespectful, condescending flag he was defending abroad. Yet Detroit is burning from within. Racial tensions boil over a steaming pot, spurring fires on 12th destruction to hearts and businesses never returning decades later but we cringe when Kwame makes deals with family and friends money circulates against their will now suddenly an earring and hip-hop rep is a disgrace to a city rotten with corruption red-lined encryptions invisible to most but clear as crystals shimmering in winter to those who traverse the remnants of 12th south of eight mile where people think detroit but if you ain't from detroit i see how hollywood makes you think 
much like the media makes us all think. Incapable of individual thought, progressive thinking is what begs silence, like our fallen leaders, who silenced by the machine, working in tandem with our own neglect, wielding a beast so savage inside, once let loose, it can be amazing or it can be destructive. That's that piece, y'all. Yeah, so like I mentioned before when we first started, I definitely did some some research to kind of, you know, get the, the background on how the, uh, about how the riot started, you know, what kind of led up to that. So basically what happened was, uh, it was a, it was a celebration. So I kind of mentioned that at the beginning of the, of the poem, it was a celebration for the, the, uh, soldiers who had come home from Vietnam at that time. And, uh, it was like a, a place that they called a blind pig, basically, a after our joint um, in the city of Detroit. And there were some things going on uh, previous to that where uh, supposedly there was uh, some type of uh, rift between the black community and the and the police department. Uh, someone had got falsely accused about uh, either, it was either a murder or some type, of, uh, some type of assault on a white woman. It was some kind of discrepancy there. Not sure exactly how much of this is true because a lot of it has been defended and said that that part wasn't true. I'm not sure. Uh, but however it went down, uh, they broke into, or I'd just say uh, kind of raided the uh, after-hour joint and things went left and the people of Detroit were just so fed up um, with the city of Detroit people. I mean, I'm sorry, the city of Detroit police um, that like the tempers and everything just kind of overboiled at that point and everything that they were keeping to themselves had finally, you know, came to a head. So that's basically what happened there. And that's what motivated me to to write this piece. So and just mentioning that kind of gets me back to pretty much the beginning of the poem where it says bursting into celebrations of homecoming uh, soldiers from a war, not their own coming back home to the same disrespectful, condescending flag he was once defending abroad. All right, so that's important because that kind of explains, gives you a setting of what happened. Basically, they were celebrating these soldiers coming home from the war, um, defending like defending a country that doesn't even defend them, and just the the hypocrisy of it all to to be kind of degraded and to be uh, looked down upon from a, a country that you went and like risked your life for. And I think that's important. I think that's something that we still tr struggle with today because we're willing to uh, put our lives on the line, you know, overseas and to fight these wars for a country that still hasn't given us a 100% of their own dedication to us. So I think that is is still important. And then another one uh, that I that I like, another couple of lines that I like is uh, down at, near the end uh, where it says, uh, let me see, where is it at? Oh, it says, uh, let's see, uh, now suddenly an earring and hip-hop rep is a disgrace to a city rotten with corruption. Red line encryptions, invisible to most, but clear as crystals shimmering in the winter. Um, and that that piece is like, or or that part rather, is just kind of describing how, um, if you're if you're not familiar with uh, Detroit politics, when Kwame Kilpatrick, who is now obviously serving time, probably till he's like seventy or eighty. At this point, when he first uh, got into office, it was like such an uproar of his kind of hip hop uh, kind of aura. It was just so it was so frowned upon, like that he was like this kid. Because I mean, at the time he was like 27 or something, like he was like hella young, and he had gotten control of the city. And um, despite all of the corruption and things that ailed the city, 
um, up to that point, he was kind of demonized. And I know a lot of people may not agree with that because a lot of people just feel like Carmen Kilpatrick just did like the worst for the city. But in reality, I mean, it was the city has has been and remains being uh, corrupted from within through all of the politics. And I kind of thought that Kwame was a scapegoat uh, for a lot of the, the ills of the city's politics. So I think that's why that line was important. But uh, overall, I think the uh, overall gist of the uh, piece was to, you know, kind of show uh, how that began and, you know, the, just people's concept of what Detroit really is. So hope you enjoyed that. And we're going to move to our guest speaker, Miss Kina Winters with Love and Hip Hop. Close your eyes. Relax your body and open your mind to the possibilities of entanglement between two lost souls that became one. Through flickers of glances that generated giant butterflies in the pit of my gut. Deeper and deeper. I got mine fucked. Deeper and deeper. I became stuck by images that are so vivid but in reality are fiction. Listen. I want you to put your lips on my lips and give me a tongue kiss. Don't stop body rock while you grab my hips. Barely done. Two that became one. Beat parsing, banging to the rhythm of the drum. Passionate, persistent with your tongue. Divine, determined to make me come. And when you do, I'm singing. Rain, rain, don't go away. Keep me wet. Let's continue to play. But that was just a dream. It never happened that day. But I'm caught in a daydream where it did happen. Caught between innocent, unconditional love and physical attraction where the unconditional outweighs the physical. Yet in reality, the fantasy is fictional. So I daydream about the possibilities and hope one day I can find a remedy for a perfect beat with the perfect melody. Kindred spirits, my other half, the perfect lyrics, a connection so strong that it defines the laws of physics to prove them wrong, even to the hardest critics that say we shouldn't or couldn't. Cause baby, you are my break dance into the street top, the rhythm to my pop lock, the bass that makes the beat rock. You are my love and hip hop. Yo, and that was a dope piece, man. Shout out to Miss Kena Winters, man, spoken word artist, poet. From Detroit, Michigan, man. Shout out to Miss Kena Winters. Make sure that you do follow her on Instagram at Kena Winters. All right, that's Key. Uh, <laughs> I can't even talk. That's K E E N A W I N T E R Z. All right, that's on the gram for Kena Winters, man. Salute to you for uh, blessing us with your voice and that phenomenal piece. Uh, make sure that you do follow her on IG and check out the rest of her work. Uh, she's got a couple. Uh, she's got a couple of poetry books out here, so make sure that you do support um, our black authors, of course, uh, along with myself. So make sure you check me out as well at flipside-ink.com. That's flipside-ink.com. You can order some of my books there. But uh, again, I want to thank everybody for checking us out tonight for episode number six of Pimpin' the Pros. Don't forget if you've got your own audio footage to make sure that you send it to Pimpin' the pros at gmail.com. That's P-I-M-P-I-N-T-H-E-P-R-O-S-E at gmail.com. And you can have your work featured on the next episode of Pimpin' the Pros. 
All right, so we'll check you out next time. And till then, you already know what it is, man. This is Pimpin' the Pros, and I'm your boy, Q Lewis, holding it down live from the 48205, man. Peace out, y'all.